Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. With me on the line is a guy that I've always felt was underrated, and had it been a different era, he might have uh, had another shot at factory stardom, and that's uh, Ron Tishner. What's up? Uh, Not too much, not too much. Just sitting here in uh, sunny Florida. Yeah, uh, I'm sitting here (laughs) in sunny sunny Las Vegas. So, um, Thanks for doing this for me, man. I appreciate it, RT. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I mean, it's it's cool. I'm I'm honored to you know be on your show. It's cool. Um, I don't know about how honored you should be. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, Racer X podcast. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hey, man, you deserve it. Uh, 1987, 125 East Coast champion, and uh, and we'll get to all that stuff uh, uh, soon. Riding in Japan and racing in Japan. Um, but what are you up to these days? What's going on in RT's life? Um, a bunch of things. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of things. Um. You know, I I've been doing since I retired riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing schools, and you know, I, I very fortunate. I get to work with a bunch of really good kids mm-hmm. that are that are into it, and um, I travel some. Uh, I have a surf shop that my wife and I, you know, opened 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and kind of dealing with that. And I've been working on this uh, T-shirt. Well, it's not T-shirt. It's like a licensed company, mm-hmm. and you know, to to bring like kind of the motocross stuff to the mass market, like meaning Walmart and Target. But I've been working on this for about a year and a half, and uh-huh. I mean, it's a it's a long involved story. I had a partner, and it uh, I I no longer have a partner. Yeah, he he passed away. So it's it's kind of crazy crazy my, my life is crazy right now <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that that bent frame surf shop you had uh, uh in in a tough economy and um uh in in you know sort of a, a, a let's say a little bit of a flighty market you've managed to keep that thing going that's good 
Yeah, well, I mean, pretty much my my wife, that was her baby. I mean, I, I kind of uh-huh. didn't really do much in it. I mean, that was that was her baby. Right. And, um, you know, I would just kind of go in there and steal clothes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was really good at that. Right. Uh, but, but it's, I mean, like you said, it's, it's tough right now. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I think the economy has pretty much hit everybody at some level. And right. I mean, you know, we're kind of a, an exclusive store and, you know, you, you pay for the brand names, whether it's Volcom or Billabong or Quicksilver. Um, so even people with money now, I mean, they, they're really thinking about what they spend it on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, we're still... We're still kicking it, so it's it's, but it it's tough. Um, and, and the schools are, are going well. I know you were one of the first guys. Um, you know there was the Marty Smith and Donnie Hansen and Gary Semex, those type of guys. But uh, first, let's say of the newer school riders to start doing a school, start doing schools, and uh, it's been pretty successful for you. Yeah, I mean it's it's, you know, because cause like when I started doing schools. It was, you know, there is, you know, probably Gary Bailey was the the biggest and biggest thing, and you know, it, it's funny because I lived at Gary's house when David was still racing, mm-hmm. and I was there when they got the call that David got paralyzed. So it was, oh, wow. it was a pretty weird, weird situation. Um, so yeah, when when I retired from racing. Uh, Suzuki Japan sent me three young Japanese kids to mm-hmm. live at my house and train for three months. Oh, yeah? And that was kind of the start of my, mm-hmm. I guess, coaching or teaching career. And I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I'm really good at it. And, I, you know, I, have a, I, I think I have a pretty good way of uh, explaining it in such detail that people actually get it and understand what, uh, what I'm talking about. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I kind of was one of the first, I guess, I guess, ride, riders yeah. from the new school right. that modern riders. Yeah. teach and, you know, yeah. And, and, but now, I mean, there's so many, mm-hmm. so many guys out there doing it. It's, it's, there's a lot of guys now. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, how can people find out about, uh, about your schools? Uh, this RTMX school. Okay. at AOL.com. I mean, that's, that's my email address. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I don't have a website. I don't have, I mean, I'm, it's all word of mouth. Right, right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, I kind of believe you get what you pay for. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think that's kind of why I, I have the, the following that I have. Because, yeah. I mean, I think people know that they get what they pay for. It's interesting. Like, obviously, we met through uh, through Timmy Ferry, who you've known and you've helped out forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found it interesting. You know, even even near the end of his career, he would call you up, get you to come out, and just watch him ride. And you'd pick little things up that he wasn't doing, or he'd slipped into some bad habits, and you would you would help him out, and and it it would work for him. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's that that's that's like the really cool thing because I mean, there's there's not a whole a lot of people that could go watch a top rider ride and, and be able to see anything to actually help them. Right. You know, and that's like, the, that's like, you know, it's real easy to, if you have some beginner or sea rider, I mean, obviously there's so many things that you can tell the guy yeah. to help them, but as people get better and faster, 
it becomes harder and harder to find those little things. And, you know, uh, I, I think it's cool, even like at the end of Timmy's career, that I could still help him. I mean, that, that, that made me feel really good. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he'd be like, I'd be like, hey, what'd you do? He's like, uh, Tishner came over today. And I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, i just been struggling a bit, so I, I thought I'd call him up and, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of people knew you, uh, you, got, you got a lot of um, prominence by helping out Nico Izzy from, geez, it seems like from the womb. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I started working with Nico, I think he was 54 pounds. Oh, geez. On, on an 80. I mean, he was a small kid. I yeah. mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was, he was. He was young, and and, uh, and you you worked him all the way up to uh, Factory Suzuki, and uh, and now he's. Uh, I think you came back. You guys uh, separated, but then you came back for a little bit. I I, I can't keep all the as the Nico yeah, as he turns. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, well, here's yeah, my question for you. Here's my question for you. You, you know the kid inside and out, and uh, and you've 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 been there for everything for him, and I don't think it's any secret to say that his career hasn't gone hasn't gone a that him or you thought it would uh coming out of amateur so why is that what do you think about that uh, I, I i don't know it's like <laughs> i mean obviously the heel injury was was devastating yeah but i mean you know yeah that that, that injury i mean not timmy kind of had the same injury mm-hmm. which and i don't think it was bad and you know timmy got a disability you know yeah so I think in any pro career, you do that injury. I mean, you're kind of done. Right. And, you know, but I think it goes f- way farther back than that. Right. It's like, it just seems like some of these kids, you know, get so much so soon. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like they're they're spoiled because obviously they, they, they work for everything they get. Yeah. But then some of these kids, you know, when they're 16 years old, making $800,000, you know, and then they move out to California. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Nico had a little issue with his with his parents. And, you know, so then he kind of, I guess, was doing, doing it on his own. Right. Out in California. And, um, you know, I don't know. There's just... There's, there's a lot of distractions out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, a, it's an old story. It's not yeah. just Nico Izzy, right? I mean, it could be a young Ron Tishner even. We'll get to that, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, and there's very, there's, there's very, you know, few kids that can do it on their own. I mean, they, they need their parents' help. I mean, you look at, like, Ricky and, you know, even at the end, I mean, his parents were, like, his su- support team. Right. You know? And it's just, I don't know, it's just hard when you're young, making that much money. I mean, you know, young and dumb. Yeah, right, right. Well, you know, so um, I, I, you know, it it just sucks because, man, I, I love Nico. Like, he was my own son. And, you know, just him and I have been through a bunch of, like you said, break up, make up, break up. So it just, it just sucks that you look at somebody with that much, like, ability and, mm-hmm. and you know, that, and now you look at him, it's like, man, that stinks. Mm-hmm. Because he worked so hard to get where he was, and his right. parents worked so hard to get where he was, and now it's like, you know, it just, I don't mm-hmm. know, it just stinks. I mean, there's just, there's there's so many kids like that, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure, well, I don't know what at what point in, rela- in your guys' relationship it happened, but I'm sure you could have been like, dude, listen, let me tell you how to do it. Let me tell you what's going to happen here. You're a kid with a lot of money. Let me tell you what's going to go down. <laughs> but yeah. I guess you never know if you don't know like if you don't um 
you got to happen to yourself, right? It's got to you got to experience it yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it just seems like some of these some of these kids are heck. I don't even know, like older people. I mean, they they want to surround themselves with a bunch of um, yes people mm-hmm. yeah. that tell them what they want to hear and not really hear the harsh truth. Right. And, you know, I, like I said, I think that maybe comes with being young and, and making a lot of money and, and actually, you know, seeing yourself in a magazine and, like, kind of believing yeah, that yeah. you're like, wow, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a rock star. <laughs> You know, and, yeah. you know, and, and it's like I look at, you know, Dungey and and Kennard, and I mean, well, heck, you you look at when Nico turned pro, him, Stroop, and Kennard, I mean, yeah, you know, Nico and and Stroop, they beat Trey all the time. Right. I mean, you know, on a percentage scale, I'd say a very very high percentage, and you know, when those guys graduated to the pro class, they they were like some of the best amateurs ever to graduate. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's like you look at look at their careers now, and it's like, you know, Trey was just kind of one of those guys that kept his head down, kept right. going, and, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like a Stanton almost in your day, you know. I mean, uh, same thing. Stanton was never that great as an amateur kid and, and, and just came out and kept his head on and worked hard and ended up pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's one of those, you know, you look back at Stanton. I mean, I, I think you can tell a lot, you know, about if a kid's going to make it, and you know their their parents and their relationship with their parents. Right. Um. You know, I think it it it, it speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you yourself too, having gone through it with Nico and seen it, and and you know, you you race at the highest level there is. You got a lot to offer some kid, you know, who wants to come up and 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 use you to to help them get better. So. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's cool. I mean, you know, I was you know I won the East Coast Lights Championship I mean, right. forever ago, but but back then, I mean, I pointed out after two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first year I raced Supercross in the 125 class. You got second. Lights. Yeah. I think I finished second in the series. The next year I won over Keith Turpin by one point. Yeah. But I I pointed out and, you know, got moved up to the big, big class. And I mean, I was, I, I think I was, I was very like young and mm-hmm. immature, mm-hmm. not, not so much immature, but I guess not very confident mm-hmm. when I had to move up and start racing against Rick Johnson and Jeff Ward and all those guys. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it threw me for a loop. I mean, it, <laughs> it's it really I don't know I just it, it was hard for me. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and we'll we'll get to that uh talking about your career. But nowadays, I mean, it's easier. The kids can be can ride lights for a long time. <laughs> they can make a lot yeah. of money riding yeah. eight races, eight supercrosses a year. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know like some of those guys have, have been in the lights class for 7 8 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it I I I mean it's it's cool because they're making a living doing it. But right. I mean, I mean, if I was them, I would do it, you know. Because right. if okay, well, if I move up to the 450 class and don't get a ride or stay in the lights class, yeah. well, I'd stay in the lights class and get paid. Yeah, I mean, hell, hell, Ping was Ping was developing injuries, uh, mysterious injuries to miss a race, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but but I mean, okay, make a living or right. Yeah, <laughs> move up to the next class and not make a living, and yeah. you know. Hey, uh, when did you start working with Ferry? When did you? Like when to 
I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. When he was pro or before then? Well, I mean, Timmy and I go way, way right. back. Um, Timmy, right before I moved to Japan in 93, I forget how we got hooked up together, mm-hmm. but Timmy came and lived with me in, at my house in Florida so, for, for a little bit. So it would have been his first year pro or second it, year pro. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was his first, maybe his second year pro. Right. Did you uh, did you ever think he? I mean, obviously he doesn't. He only has a, a lights title, but you know he had a pretty successful career. Did you ever think that he would be that successful? I mean, be honest, RT. What's that? <laughs> I said, be honest. <laughs> did you ever think he would have a twenty-year professional career? You know, and make millions of dollars. Well, heck, I mean, if anyone is looking at glass ball, my life would be a lot different. <laughs> but I mean, Timmy, Timmy was, I mean. A very naturally talented rider, because mm-hmm. when he was younger, I mean, he didn't really, he didn't do too much. Right. You know, he didn't train very much. He, right. You know, he just he went out there and rode. Yeah. And um, you know, so when he came and stayed with me, that's when he kind of started learning about training. Because you were training. You were. Yeah, because yeah. I was training. I mean, you know, I would come on, Timmy. Let's go. Let's get up. Let's go bicycle. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it kind of got him, okay, well, yeah, okay, this is, I guess, kind of what I have to do now. Right. And, you know, then, but then I went to Japan, mm-hmm. so then he, I he, think he, he moved out, and I think he bought he bought a house right around that time. Yeah, he bought a condo in California, I think, too, with Timmy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly, but, <laughs> so, so Timmy and I have been, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. Right. Um, um, so, so I think... Right when he was on Yamaha 450, I forget. I think maybe Jeff Spencer, which was his trainer, you know, suggested Timmy, you know, find a riding coach, and you know, he called he called me, and and um, you know, I started working with him, and that was when you were working with him, mm-hmm. and I mean, heck, he was, you know, he did he did pretty good, right, right, you know, because I was like he was. Then he was thinking it was the end of his career, and I said, "Man, let's let's go all out, and so you can get like another two or three year contract, yeah, and for a lot of money." And um, I think that year, what did he finish? Like second in the outdoors? Yeah, second in outdoors, third second Supercross, outdoors. Think, yeah. He was up there, you know, he was up there for Supercross too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was awesome for me. It was, I mean, that that was really gratifying to like. You yeah. know, because I was going to a lot of the races, and right. it was it was cool. Right. Um, let's uh, go back in the time machine, back to '86 uh, when you're, your first your first year pro. You ride Kawasaki's. Yeah. Uh, you get second to Turpin in the series. Did you ride nationals? Uh, obviously, I, I don't have any records that go f- yes, far. Yes, I I did, mm-hmm. and I think I finished. Man, that's a long time ago. A yep. lot of concussions. I know, I know, but. Uh, <laughs> I think I finished like eighth overall in the series. Okay, uh, yeah. on a Kawasaki like Team Green ride, were you Team Green? Uh, yeah, dude? it was. It was a Team Green ride. Uh, right. It was no money, mm-hmm. and I think it was me, Rodney Barr, Tyson Volan, and Donnie Schmidt. Nice, good. So they each had you know right. two east and two west. Uh, so you get second behind Turpin. Uh, the next year you sign with Suzuki. How how does Suzuki come approach you? How does that work? <laughs> well, that's a that's a funny story. Okay, tell it. Yeah, <laughs> because. Cowie called me, and I was I was good friends with Mark Johnson, mm-hmm. who was like kind of the team manager at the time. 
and he called me and and he said, "Well, we don't have enough money to mm-hmm. to do it, so we're, we're not going to be able to resign you." Wow. And I I remember being at my dad's motorcycle dealership when I got the call, and I mean I started crying. I'm just like, dude, I worked. Mm-hmm. Like this hard because because back then there wasn't any rides. Yeah. I mean each factory had you know like two big guys and usually two or three small small class guys and there was the four factories. That's right. it. Right. So when I just got the call that I'm being let go, man, I was like crying. I'm just like I can't believe this is happening. Uh huh. And I remember, I don't know if it was Suzuki. Well, I know it was Suzuki, but I don't know if I called them or, or they called me. I think they might have called me mm-hmm. because in 87, that was when they had some huge push. Yeah. And they had, I think, eight 125 <laughs> riders, all the box fans lined up. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I meant, you know, and it just, I said, okay. I flew out there. Right. Looked at the contract, signed it. And then, like, two days later, Mark Johnson calls back and said, all right, we got the budget approved. Oh. And I'm like, uh, too late. Yeah. Done. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it, it was, it was, it was cool. Um, but, it, but it's funny. My, when I won the Supercross championship, mm-hmm. Suzuki paid me $18,000. That was my salary. Nice. And to win a 125 main event Supercross, from the AMA, I think I got paid three hundred and forty-one dollars. Awesome. That was, you know, because it was a support right. class back then. And yep. from Suzuki, I got paid thirty-six hundred dollars. Ooh, a, a, a win. A win. And then what about for the championship? Uh, I think I got thirty thousand. Ooh, wow! But but they ended up kind of messing me over because they they said it was only 15 because they split it between coast uh. and that was <laughs> willie willie surratt won the west right. coast for them that year yeah and they did the same thing with him and he like sued him and like i don't know if you know that whole deal but he sued suzuki and but the, i thought he sued suzuki because a shock broke or something no it was it was over it, it was bonuses? Over money. Oh. oh and he won right I think he won, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. He, and then he never got another ride. He, yeah, he never got a ride again. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, so it, it, it's just funny. It's surprising. So, I mean, eighty uh, eighty seven. This was the blue motor bike, right? Yeah, blue, blue motor bike, exactly. Uh, uh, definitely not as good as probably anything else on the track, right? <laughs> yeah, probably probably not. I mean, I, uh-huh. I yeah, probably not. What, what at do that you? Time. It wasn't that great, no. What do you remember from your Supercar Series? You won it by one point, so was it dramatic at the last race, or how'd that go? Uh, obviously, I mean, it was... Like, did you, did you beat Turbin? I just knew I had to finish, and I think I finished right behind Keith. That's all I had to do. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yep. I just finished behind him, and, and I mean... Mm-hmm. But the last couple laps, it was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's so it's so nerve wracking, and yeah. and you know, I was young, and like I said, kind of not real confident. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it seems like nowadays, all these kids, you know, they're they're so confident and right. in, in themselves, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it was kind of like a different error back then mm-hmm. yeah they came they come right out of loretta's already groomed you know and yeah i mean so. you know heck nowadays you know all these kids 
Well, heck, they, they have like a mentor, somebody like me, or you yeah. know, telling them what to do from such a young age, how to not make these mistakes, don't go down this road, you need to do this, and right. and, and, and the parents learn and listen, and, and you know, the kids are so good at so young. Unless you're, unless you're Nico Hazy, and then maybe you don't listen to that part. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm no. Hey, let's let's be honest. He's not the he's not the first guy or the only guy. It's happened to a bunch of them. Yeah, Um, yeah, Austin Stroop's career is sort of um, sort of going side to side right now. You know, Um, and that kid, yeah, Austin, man, he has so much raw potential. To me, he's him ride. It's like wow. To me, he's one of the seriously one of the more talented guys in the class. He's he's ridiculous, right? (laughs) Ridiculous. I mean, even as an amateur. You know, when Nico had to race him and I would help him, I'm like, I would look at Austin and go, man, this kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> this kid's insane. Right. Uh, okay, so 87, you, you win the title. You, you get 15 grand. Suzuki Fs you. And uh, uh, who was your mechanic back then? Do you remember? Yeah, my, his, my mechanic was, uh, I think, let me think, in 87, it was Steve... No, actually, no. It was it was Alan Barker. Oh, okay. Never heard of him. And yeah. he he ended up. I mean, there's a guy from Florida, mm-hmm. and it was like his lifelong dream to do that. And then he ended up getting. He signed a deal with Suzuki to become an employee. Uh huh. And we flew to Japan to have the Supercross, and then he ended up getting killed out in the desert. He got ran over by a dune buggy. Oh no way! While he so, was your mechanic. Yeah, I mean. Crazy story, and like they didn't tell me when I was over there that it happened until I got back to the states. Oh, and, uh, oh okay, I see. While you were in Japan, while, oh. while I was in Japan, because they didn't want to bring him over there because they didn't sign him yet or mm-hmm. you know right. do the deal. So he was out like uh, setting up like an off-road bike for the test for Suzuki and got ran over and killed. Oh, jeez, wow! And and then yeah, and then the next the next year, eighty-eight, eight, I think eighty-eight. It was either 88 or 89, but my mechanic was Steve Tassinary. Oh, yeah, yeah, from Tassinary, you know, V-Force. Yeah, from, yeah. from V-Force, yeah, V-Force. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know that guy was a mechanic, a factory mechanic. Well, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he was mine, and, and the funny thing was he developed that read with me that <laughs> year. I mean, it was like a chunk of aluminum. Right, right. And he would, like, hide this thing in, like, a paper towel, like nobody could see it. And and I remember our jetting was, like, so far different from everybody yeah. else. He wouldn't even tell Suzuki because our jetting would be, like, a 450 and everyone else would be, yeah. like, a, you know, 325. And, right, right. And, um, Interesting. you know, it, he, he went on to obviously do really good for himself with that. Yeah, that's cool. So, 80, so, so that's it. You pointed out at 125. You, yeah, uh, point, you, pointed out. So Suzuki yeah. signed you full full factory in '88, or was it yeah. still a support yeah. full yeah, factory? '88, yep, '88, and you know um, I was just a young how much, kid on a. How much was your your deal? Do you remember? Maybe twenty four thousand. <laughs> big, big raise. Yep. <laughs> yeah, twenty four thousand. I don't. It, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't much. Hey, uh, at this around this time, uh, Hannah uh, had quit. Uh, signed with Suzuki and then sort of quit riding, but was he around a lot? Did you deal with Hannah a lot? Um, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. A, a little bit. Uh, he was. They always just yell at you and then walk away. <laughs> I mean, Bob was Bob. I mean, that's that would that's what made made him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't like. I mean, he kind of thinks all young kids are spoiled punks and don't work, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I mean, I. 
I don't know personally, but I, I from what I've read, and you know that guy busted his butt and got every you know worked for everything right. he got. So, right. you know he he looks like I think he looks at a lot of these kids, or even back then, myself, but, like all oh, these kids are spoiled, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which now I sit there and say the same yeah. when I look at all the, <laughs> all the young kids nowadays. Uh, so eighty eight, you, you I don't know how you do in Supercross because you didn't finish in the top ten, but you got fifth in the one twenty five nationals. Yeah, I got hurt. I was out at Ryan Yu's, I think Ryan Yu's house, mm-hmm. right be riding riding in the hills with him, kind of practicing the day before the Supercross, and I did some cliff jump and over jumped it and mm-hmm. broke broke my wrist. Oh, okay. So that was kind of I, I was out for some of the Supercross season how, and came back for the Nationals and did pretty good. How were you doing into the Supercross until you got hurt? Like I would, I was getting. You know, some I think some top fives. Yeah. You know, pretty yeah. much top tens every time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On, on that new RM two fifty two, it was all new kind of, um, at least a little bit, anyways. I, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> no. So your teammates, your teammates would have been Schmidt, Kehoe, no, Omera, Omera. Oh yeah, Omera. That's right. He went there in eighty seven. Yeah. Uh, how was Johnny uh, on the team? Would you guys all look up to him? I mean, he struggled. Uh, injuries and with the bike, but how was he uh, as a teammate? I love Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was so cool to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was always cool, and I mean, obviously he he trained a lot. So I, I just talking to him, I I would learn stuff from him. And you know, being at the races back then, mm-hmm. you'd have to get there early for press day, and I mean, I could tell stories. <laughs> Johnny was crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's I mean, a big just, practical joker guy, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, funny stories. I remember one time flying business class to Japan for a Supercross, and you know, really bored, and he's, he's telling the stewardess that he sat in bubble gum, and you know, <laughs> you can you imagine what what I'm talking? I think about. I know, yeah, I know the rest of the story. <laughs> She's like, uh, nowadays you'd be sued, kicked oh, off the plane. Oh, yeah, you'd be sued. The fight would get turned around and arrested. And, and, then, and then he, like, there's some rich, older Japanese guy in front of us, and somehow he, like, pulled his sweatpants down and, like, put his butt right behind the guy's head. And then he, like, guy turned around. And uh, it, it was, I mean, it was always something. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Uh, and Schmidt and Keo, uh, did you have much to do with those guys? Not, not, not too much. Well, actually, I was pretty good. I I was pretty good friends with Donnie. Yeah. Um, Kehoe, I I was friends with, but you know the whole he was out in California and I, yep. You know he was he's he was kind of a pretty shy guy. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Plus this kind of kept this, to himself. And this is the days I, of I box fans pretty, too. So yeah. yeah. Um, but Donnie, I, I became pretty good friends with Donnie, and you know, and his what Carrie was his girlfriend back then yep. that, that married and you know they they were they were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was thought he got kind of an, a raw deal from Suzuki turns out, you know, at the end of that year. But um Yeah. So fifth place in the Nationals, uh, uh what was your best finish, do you remember? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I think you know. would. I didn't think you'd know. Maybe yeah, maybe fourth <laughs> or third. Mhm. Uh, uh 89 the next year. Uh another are you on one year deals the whole time? Yeah, one year. That yeah, one year deals. <laughs> Suzuki, did you ever get approached by anybody else, or were you always just I'll resign here? Um, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, not really. I don't think I ever really got approached by anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I, I I like Suzuki. I mean, they they 
offered, you know, I, I won the Supercross championship with them, so, yep. you know, I, I, I like I, I like them. They made me feel at home, and Pat, Pat Alexander was the team manager at the time, and, and uh, you know, I like Pat. It was, it was a, I, I, I like the team. Right. Um, 89, national number 11. Um, yep. So, you know, you're getting pretty good, and you're riding 250s full-time, uh, indoors yep. and out, and uh, you get bumped up to the 250 class outdoors. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember watching you lead Miami Supercross for a long time. Got ten, twelve laps. Yeah, and, and I it, had food poisoning. I, I never ate anything the whole. I threw up and was on the toilet all night the night before. Yeah, it's crazy. That was uh, my first ever Supercross as a kid. I was fourteen years old in the stands, and RJ was the man. You know, back yeah. then. And and it was a sandy track, and uh, it was like it was like quicksand. You push on it, and it moved ten feet over. I know that's the for people who are trying to remember. It's the race at Bradshaw. He rode awesome in 125s, crashed a bunch, but still won. Um, so you'd have a pretty good year in '89. Yeah. You get seventh. Think, yeah, I think that that year. I mean, I finished third a couple Supercrosses, and I know outdoors, I finished third overall, overall in, the series, yeah. in the in the big class. So. I I did I did good that year. Yeah, uh, were you starting to get a little more confident? Starting to get a hang of things? Yeah, yes, I was. But it seemed like my my problem, and I don't know why. I, I would like in Supercross, I would, I don't know, crash or make a mistake, and I don't know because my joints are weak or whatever. But I would <laughs> like, you know, sprain my wrist or my ankle. Like it seemed like it was never ending. Right, right. It was you know, and it's something. like I don't know. I I could never get like on a on a roll or anything. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like I, I liked outdoors better. Maybe I was more comfortable. Right. And I and I guess some of it was uh, I didn't really have a supercross track to ride on. Right, right. Yeah, none of you guys really did. I lived, yeah, I lived in Florida. I mean, right. have, you, have you ever been to Croom in Brooksville? Yeah, yeah, I That's have. where I would yeah. practice supercross. I would, like, <laughs> make these little stupid tracks where I'd jump over the berms. And, right. I mean, it, I mean, that's, like, it's funny. It's crazy, right, to think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think Gene Newmack, they bought a place and made a, made a pretty cool track. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, like, a supercross track, but it was... Some crazy uh-huh. jumps and whatever. Well, getting third in the 250 outdoors. I mean, this was when you know the the it was just one class and uh, uh, it was everybody was kind of joined in together. Um, pretty good, right? You had to be yeah, pretty pumped. Yeah, on that. it was good. Yeah, right. it was it was good. I mean, I rode I rode good that year. Right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. 
O'Neill's Hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. And, and, and then, and then, so ninety, you got a, another contract, another one-year deal. Yeah, another one-year deal. <laughs> and how much was for? Uh, how much was that after coming off a third in the Nationals? That would have been pretty good for you, right? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think it was a hundred grand. Mm. I think I got yeah, wow. it was a hundred yeah. grand. Wow, stepped so it up. I was like, I was high rolling. <laughs> right. How were the bikes back then? The '89s were all new. Also, uh, did you like them? They're good. I liked them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I liked them. Um, I, I liked it. There was uh, the '89 uh, Anaheim where Johnny probably would have won. Had yeah, he not he broke his triple clamp or the frame or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that probably a down night in Team Suzuki <laughs> that night, huh? <laughs> yeah, and and I remember that year we got a new team manager, which was Ron Heben. Yeah, and for whatever reason, him and I didn't really click that great. Uh huh. And you know, because I was like a Florida guy and. And they had this doctor out in California, I think maybe Dr. Falsetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or something. And, yeah. and he had all these, like, all the rest of the team, like, doing these, he had them see the doctor doing these protocols. And, and it's like he never had me go out there. And it, right. it was just kind of a weird deal. And, you know, I, I, I didn't really do that good that year. I just couldn't, had a bad year and couldn't figure it out. Right. And, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think what I got in Supercross. Ninth. I might have got ninth, like you got ninth in 1990. Ni- okay, ninth. Yeah. And then in like the outdoor in the 125, I I, I remember doing pretty good, and, and I remember getting the call from Tosh Kiyama, which was the the head Japanese guy, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, you don't have a ride." Oh yeah. Yeah, and and he's like, you know, why, why didn't you why didn't you call me? I'm like, what what are you talking about? He goes, right. well, I I told Ron that you need to call me. You know, we'll figure out what, how to fix your problem. I said, oh, I never got. He never told me that. Right, right, yeah. Because at so, this point, the Suzuki Japan guys, you knew them well, right? Uh, yeah. From going over there, because right. back then we used to go over, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of every year and race uh, Tokyo and Osaka Supercross. So right, right, and then. There, who was running? Was there a Japanese guy running the U.S. side? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because American Suzuki there was Tosh Kiyama. Oh, Tosh. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, Tosh. Yeah, Toshi. And, um, and so he ran that side. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like I said, I got fired. And then I rode for Tough Racing, Dave Analak. In 91. In, in 91. Um, so what was the 90, though? Like, did, did you anybody... At this time, of course, there was still only the factory teams. Did you try to get on with somebody else? Did yeah, you... nobody was interested. Really? No, was nobody it... was interested. A guy who had gotten third in the Nationals like two years earlier. Yeah, nobody and, was interested. You like pro- said, it was a different time. There weren't very many rides back then. You were probably 22 at this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, get a contract with Dave Analak. Yep. I'm making no money. Right. He's paying for my expenses. Um, Suzuki gives me... One bike. But actually, you know, I take that back. Uh, the beginning of the year, I think I, I did pretty good at, the, like, the first two nationals or, or Supercross. I think I got hurt riding in Supercross and kind of canned it. Uh-huh. But, then, but then I got I went over to Japan to race some Supercross because I was going to make, like, ten grand. Right. 
So I missed. I was going to like, okay, I'm not going to this national, and, and Dave let me do it. But then I went over there, and I, I broke my back. Oh, wow. So, yeah, 91 was not so good year. Not a good year at all, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty much done. How'd you break your back? What happened? Uh, it was a little stupid little, these tabletops. It was like you jump on a tabletop, and you kept hopping from one tabletop to the next. Uh-huh. And... When I went to top off, my bike bogged a little bit, mm-hmm. and my front end dropped, and I mean the bike just ran me in the in the back. Right, right. Um, so that was, you know, I was like like twenty or something over in Japan, and it was pretty, broken back. Yeah, pretty scary. <laughs> They're telling me don't don't move. Don't move at all. Your back is broke. But then they, I think the nurses were scared of me, so they'd set my dinner down next to me and like. And I ended up getting bed sores. Oh, because you're just laying there. Oh, right. just laying there. And, like, I ended up getting bed sores on my butt. I'm right. like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, uh, and, and so, really, that's, that's the best you could do was, was, a, was a tough racing ride. Um, uh, no other factory wanted you. No, nothing. Wow. No. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, it, but it gets even better. Okay. So, the next year. 92. In, in 92. Right. Um, I rode Supercross, and I, I did okay in mm-hmm. a couple of them. You know, I, I guess Supercross just wasn't my forte. Mm-hmm. I, I would make a mistake, and mentally I'd have a meltdown or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I led a couple races, I think, mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know what my finishes were. You were number 25, I think. But outdoors, I finished third overall mm-hmm. in the series. Right. And... You know, I had the same bike the whole series. Yeah. Suzuki finally gave me a new frame with two races to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like stretched out. Like, yeah. You know, it was just, you know, and I remember my mechanic was Steve, uh, uh, Scott Stoffer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, ang- the angry the angry Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would actually go on to be Lachine's mechanic at Tough, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Scott was awesome. I mean, he was a smart mechanic. He was a fact. He used to be a factory Cali mechanic. Right. So, I mean, and at the end of that year, after finishing third mm-hmm. overall, and I finished some second, third overalls. Right. I still couldn't get a ride. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, this sucks. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm busting my butt. Yeah. I think my results are good. I'm not making any money. Who would either? I'm I'm quitting and I'm getting a real job. Yeah, it's crazy know, because I have I no offers. And then Suzuki Japan, you know, off, offered me the deal to go to Japan. It, it's crazy to think that a guy running third, uh, second, third uh, could, can't get nothing. That's just insane. In nowadays, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, there's just so many teams and so many rides. I mean, you must have did something, or the other guys just did not want to touch you. Like, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe uh, I, I. I don't. I don't really know. The because uh, and also too like Suzuki's weren't the greatest back then. You know. Um, yeah. Um, you know they certainly weren't on par with a Honda or even a Cal. No, 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 no. You know? So it's uh, funny how a guy like Holland escaped Suzuki and went on to Honda and won the title right away. And and you know it just these things yeah, happen when you've got. Yeah, a- I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. He says. Know. So who would have? Who would have? Uh, it would have been Fro would have won ninety two, right? Yes. And was that LaRocco, the year him and LaRocco went at it? Oh, yeah. And you you got third? And and it's, I guess it's not funny. I mean, it's funny (laughs) to me, but probably not to LaRocco. But I was, you know, friends with Fro. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was was friends with him. 
And I remember, you know, the last because because Morocco had such a big points yeah, lead. He did. And then you know, just mechanicals crashing, and all of a sudden it was like, you know, he had no points lead. Yeah. And I remember the last race, you know, Fro was on a roll, and uh, Fro gets the whole shot. I think I'm in second. Larocco's behind me, and I'm like, you are not passing me because <laughs> I, I mean I. I wanted Jeff to win, and, right. and you know, and and Larocco. I, I don't know. He's just one of those quiet guys, right. and and I don't know. Never, never, never got really, him, really got along with them. Right. So I'm like, you are not passing me. Mm-hmm. And Fro, meanwhile, Fro is stretching the lead out. So all of a sudden, Larocco is so pissed, and um, so he's going to ram me. Yeah. Well, I I can feel it coming, and here he comes, and you know, I just put both brakes on so when he ran me i didn't go anywhere <laughs> and i think it, it it was either his shifter or his brake lever when he hit me it just wrapped around uh, so he had to pull in the mechanics area and that was like pretty much and it. that was it that was it <laughs> uh, uh hey what was your what was your uh before we get to the part about going to japan what was your best supercross race do you think in your eyes like do you have a favorite or do you have one that stands out um Probably Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think I finished second overall, like in the big bike class. Yeah. What year would that have been? I think maybe 80, 89. Oh, yeah. RJ, um, RJ probably won. <laughs> no, I think it was. Oh, Lachine? No, I think it was Larry Ward, maybe. No, the, no Larry Ward 90, won in 90. That was 90. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably Anyways. RJ. I mean, I, I finished it was good a couple, for you. A couple yep. seconds and a couple thirds in the big bike class. Right, right, right. And for, I I was like a very technical rider. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, like, I was, everyone that watched me, oh, wow, he's smooth. Right. But unfortunately, smooth doesn't always mean fast. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so the, yeah. the more technical the track, the, you know, obviously the slower it was, the yep. better I was. Like, so, like, Seattle. It was always super, super ruddy. I did good, like that one race in Miami. Right, it was, it was ruddy, so yeah. ruddy. Yep. I mean, I did good. You know, and and Funny. I, I just yeah the anytime the chalk was technical, I did good. But yet, like you, you had some great finishes outdoors, which is just hang it, pin it, and hang on in one twenty fives. You know, but and that's but but and that's like the weird thing was uh-huh. it was because I still I, I would not really get out of my comfort zone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just, I didn't feel safe doing it. I didn't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Where it's like nowadays, you know, you based kind of off Ricky, you know, he's the one that kind of came up with that riding style because remember Jeremy was so yeah. smooth and not making mistakes, and then Ricky comes up and just, I'm going to pin it. I don't care if I crash. I'm going to pin it, and I'm riding over my head. I don't care. Right, right. And, and you know, and you look now, I mean, that's kind of to win. That's how you have to ride nowadays. Right, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Um, what, what about your best outdoor ride? Does one stick out in your mind? Um, <clears throat> always did good at not, not, not really any one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always love Mount Morris. Yep. I like Southwick. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are probably my two my two favorite tracks. Yeah, Florida guy, Southwick. Yeah, imagine that. Southwick, and I also like uh, Steel City. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, back it, back then they they didn't I mean 
the promoters didn't put as much money, like I guess, in, into the event. Right. So the tracks weren't as good. Mm-hmm. But I remember the Coombs always, the, the tracks were so good. They disc them up and watered them, and they had those perfect ruts. Right. And, I mean, that's what I, I love, the ruts and bumps. So funny, uh, J&B told me his favorite American track was Steel City. I just about fell off my chair. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, oh, Steel City's so good. Yeah, uh, and, and, and and I mean, and a lot of it, it's, it's like I said, it's how you prep the track. I mean, you can have the best track ever, mm-hmm. but if the dirt's not right, it's still going to be, you know, not still going to be a turd. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, did you get along with RJ and Ward and Lachine and, the, like, the real big superstars? N- no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, it, well, the funny thing was, it's uh, Miami Supercross. Right. The first time my wife came to a race, uh, she was all dolled up and she was super hot. And I guess they were had like the autograph thing, uh-huh. and like her little sister raced the PW class in oh. intermission. Oh wow! Yeah. So I guess RJ says, "Hey, why are you sitting down with him when you could be sitting next to me?" Oh. And I'm like. <laughs> Not nice. <laughs> so I mean, ever like since that moment on, I'm like, right. F R J. Don't yeah, yeah. like that guy. Screw R J. Y- you know, yeah, right. screw R J. So, That's funny. You know, yeah. And but but Wardy, I got along with because I mean Wardy was really cool, right? Because like when I rode Cali my first year, he was he was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I was a pretty shy, quiet kid. Uh huh. So one like I was like, right. I don't know, social butterfly or whatever. Uh, so okay, so you get third in the nationals, and how's the offer to go to Japan come together? Just they called and said, "Hey, you want to go to Japan?" Um, because <laughs> Eddie, I think Eddie Cowie had Eddie Warren over there the year before. Uh-huh. So, and come to find out, the the year when I finished third in the nationals, Suzuki Japan told me he goes, "Well." We told Suzuki not to offer you anything in America because we wanted you to come to Japan. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. Yeah, thanks a lot, jerks. Yeah, thanks a lot. But I'll tell you what, li- living in Japan was probably one of the coolest things I've I've yeah. done. I mean, it, it made me grow up as a person. I mean, living in a foreign country. Right. You know, by yourself, young, it, it, it was cool. Did you, uh, Was it a multi-year deal? Oh, it was year by year. <laughs> Tishner, <laughs> you gotta, you, Tishner, you gotta get a better agent, dude. <laughs> dude, I didn't have an agent. It was, it was year by year. A guy gets a guy gets third in the nationals and seventh in in in, in two fifty class, and he gets a year by year contract. I love it. Um, so uh, how how'd that go? It's just how many races a year was it? Uh, I think there was there was I think ten outdoor nationals outdoor nationals, and it started like in. I think March, uh-huh. and it went all the way through. So, did you go back and forth? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I would be like, because from Florida, from the time I left my house in Florida to the time I got to my apartment there, it was like a twenty-four hour trip. Right. Yeah. Between between driving, land, you know, mm-hmm. layovers. Yeah. Bullet trains. It, it's like so it would wipe you out. So um, you had an apartment in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had the same apartment for four years. Oh. And, uh, 
So I would go there for like two months, come home for 10 days, go for three months, come home for 10 days. Oh, wow. See, I for think eight when, months out of the year. See, I think when Lewis went over, he was back and forth a lot more, you know? Yeah, well, well, I know like when Matasevich mm-hmm. raced over there, he he flew back and forth every weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Just because it was, it was you could get on one flight and be there. Yeah, yeah, where you, you, know? but you were like, me, yeah. Yeah. You know, cross country, it, it was um, it was way too tough. How was the competition when you went over there? Uh, the first, the first year when I went there, I I broke my ankle really bad in Spain, and I couldn't even. I mean, I was in a cast for four months, was on crutches for three months, mm-hmm. and I started training in February. Oh, like, so only a when month. I could actually yeah. start training, right? A month. And I didn't start riding until I went like a week before I went over there. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the year was horrible. I mean, I remember the first race was like a the mud mud race and mm-hmm. like Japan mud races are like really really bad. Uh-huh. And I think I finished like I got stuck in a mud hole and <laughs> I I finished like eighth or something. Yeah. Suzuki, and Japan, I'm just Suzuki like, Japan's like uh yeah, we don't Yeah, really want... they're like looking at me like I mean cuz they they don't really show emotion anyways over yeah. there. Right. And they're just like looking at me, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wanted to cry. <laughs> but at, at, you know, my my ankle kept getting better, and and you know, I I started doing good, and I ended up, you know, by by midway through the season, I was I was rolling. Was it a was it like a cakewalk? I mean, once you got uh, up to speed, no, Eddie Warren was. I mean, he was a he was a good rider. Eddie Warren, and, there's and, a, and yeah, there's the, guy the Japanese guys back then mm-hmm. weren't. They were getting better. Mm-hmm. But they weren't that great, mm-hmm. and the tracks over there were really, really easy. Right. I remember the first one of the first races I go to. They actually had a steamroller out <laughs> rolling the track in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> so obviously right. the ruts, nothing, no yeah. bumps. So everybody was pretty close. Right, right, right. You know, which which <laughs> sucked because, like I said earlier, I'm the the more technical the track, the better. I was. Yeah, Eddie Warren got turf from Cowie after only two years. Then he went to Japan. And then he went to Australia. The guy just disappeared. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, still lives in Australia, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He, he got married to an Australian girl. Yeah. And I think ended up getting divorced. And I oh, mean, go figure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So okay, so you win the title. Uh, is this fi- is this finally? Are you finally making some real money? I think they paid me fifty thousand that year. Oh, really? That's it, yeah. huh? Yeah, oh, okay. because I mean, it was kind of like take it or leave it. I right. didn't have any other choices. Okay, well, I guess I'll keep racing motorcycles and get paid. I'll yeah. to not do anything and get a real job. Did you get a championship bonus and stuff? And yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like maybe thirty grand. Okay, so you maybe made maybe made a hundred grand. Yeah, it was it was it was like I said, it, it it beat getting a real job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> so the next year you went back over again, and yeah, next year I went back over. Was uh, Eddie Warren still there? I'm not going to say it was easy, mm-hmm. but it was. I mean, I I, I kind of knew my deal. Right. I, I gelled with the team. Uh, did you get to you know, ride? Did you I get to, my bike? Did you get to ride some cool bikes or some? Uh, I there? mean, yeah, we we full full works bikes. Right. I mean, anything. I mean, handmade the handmade swing arms, aluminum tanks. Right. Like over there, my my bike, and and back then, you know, Suzuki wasn't really that great of a bike then. Yeah, yeah. But my bike, I loved it. Um, you know, they cut the frame, 
and changed whatever. I mean, I could to suit you, know, you. Yeah. So I could hit the same bump, and it would do the same thing every time. Right. Right. You know, so I, I love my bike, and and uh, you know, they had a motor just for me <laughs> that, that that I love. Right. And uh, and were the fans getting into it? I mean, were they digging an American coming over and winning? Were they or the day was that you? Well, or, I mean, they didn't have like. The fan. There weren't a lot of fans that came to the race, but the fans that that would come. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much different than yeah. America. I mean, America. The fans are like, "Hey, give me this. Hey, give yeah, me yeah. this. Hey, give me a sock. Give me your goggles. <laughs> I mean, you get it for free." Right. The Where fans in Japan there, make you stuff. They would actually bring you a gift. <laughs> I know. I found. I found that so <laughs> weird. They would, they, I mean, I got like this one guy brought me a pair of shoes. I mean, <laughs> they would bring me me a gift, and like I'd be like. Wow, kind kind of a little bit different, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Timmy used to get like these dolls and these little <laughs> paper things, and like he'd be like, "Yeah, just some guy in the autograph line from Japan. He knows me. He gave it to me." Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's just over there. Their, their culture is so much about like uh-huh. re- respect, and and you know, it's just lot lot different culture. So ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. You're in Japan. Ninety ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six. Oh, ninety six too. Okay, so yeah. you you win well, you win every year. Or? No, well, at the end of 94, remember Suzuki came out with that new bike, but it wasn't until the next year. I was racing it a year earlier. Well, I'm trying to think. What was it? What did it, it look like? It was where they had, like, the, they changed the motor to, I think, uh, Case Reed induction. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, a, it was a complete brand new bike. Oh, yeah, I do remember those bikes. Yeah, they had the shroud. The shroud was yeah. one big, um, yeah, the yeah. shroud encased the tank, yeah. Yeah, and it was the biggest turd in the world <laughs> i mean i'm talking bad right and i mean the engine was horrible the the chassis was horrible i mean it, 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 i mean it was bad right right and i went from like you know the year before winning pretty easy uh-huh. to now i'm like trying to fight my way out of a wet paper sack was chicken there then no, no. Uh, actually, yes, he was. Yes, he was. That was his first year there. Yeah, so you're battling with chicken. I'm battling with chicken, and, and the Cowies were, you know, really good. And uh-huh. My bike was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I'm, I'm, like, complaining, like, every weekend, like, man, this, it's not good. It's bad. Right, right. right. It, it, it's no good. Right. And then, you know, and then, so I would tell the engineer from Suzuki, they would tell... You know, I would tell Shoa, and they would point fingers back and forth at each other. Oh, yeah, it's it's the motor. It's the suspension. It's yeah, the, yeah, you know, it's the chassis. It's suspension. So I finally am like, you know, I, I kept crashing because I'm like, the thing would pitch me off. So I finally said, listen, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go fast enough where I'm not going to crash, but I'm done crashing trying to win until you guys figure something out. So we had a big meeting where all the Suzuki engineers wow. were there, me, and then, you know, all the show engineers. Right. And then we sat down and, and like, went over everything, had this big meeting, and then all of a sudden after the meeting, they figured out that, I don't know, the, the triple clamps, the geometry was different versus the frame, and, and huh. from there... They st- we started getting better. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it was a little, I mean, it was too late, right, you know. Right. It was way, way too late. Um, <clears throat> so you lost the chicken? Yes, I lost it. Yeah, lost the chicken. And, and I think um, <clears throat> I ended up, I, 
got hurt, so I mm-hmm. missed a couple of races, and I think I ended up fourth overall that year. Oh, yeah. So and like to... I said, I mean, the bike would just pitch me off. I mean, I'd, I'd hit the, the same bump, but it would do a different thing every time. So uh, you had to fall on your sword at the end of the year. <laughs> What's that? You had to fall on your sword at the end of the uh, year. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, uh, that was it. So, um, but you, it was financially, I mean, looking back, you're, you sound like you're happy you went. It was a good time. Good, lots of, oh, made some money. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, just, you know, back then, you know, you didn't make, I mean, the, the, the top guy, you know, might have made, I think, Wardy right. was the most ever. I think he got paid like 250000 for one year. Right. You know, so, I mean, I went from not being able to get anything, having to get yeah. a real job to, you know, I was racing motorcycles and yeah i mean it was it was it was good yeah yeah what kind of gear did you wear over there uh the first year i wore four uh-huh. and then um then i ended up getting japanese company nankai oh, okay which they make like road race leathers yep. um and then they imported wind gears like oh, yeah, from yeah. german company yep wind yeah so it was it was some pretty bad looking stuff. Did you get to keep that money though? Was that your money to keep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I got paid, I think, like thirty grand from the Japanese company for right. the clothing. Right. So I was like, I was pumped because I mean, the most I ever made from a clothing company in America was, I think, I signed for Fox for thirteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny, huh? Yeah, no, it is, RT. It's funny. Uh, uh, when, when you were all done racing, though, like, okay, so 97, you ride the 100 Nationals for PE, just on a whim, right? Yeah, just, just on a whim, because that was the year that I started training some Japanese guys. Man, you were doing pretty good, I remember. Like, Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I was top privateer every weekend, but I ended up at Troy, because my ankle's so bad, I can't really bend my ankle. Mm-hmm. So when I would ride, I would have to kind of point my toe out so it wouldn't hit the the brake lever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't ride on the ball of my foot because it hurt. Right. So I was standing up going through a rut, and my toe caught, and I tore my uh, PCL ligament. Oh, okay. And I kept, I kept racing the whole series because I'm like, I was making like, I think, let me see. Like fifteen hundred bucks a weekend from school, right? They were paying top well, privateer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. actually, I'd make about three grand a weekend, have all my expenses paid, right. plus they were paying for Brandy to come to the races. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep riding. Yeah. So I wouldn't even ride during the week because my knee hurt so bad. Yeah, yeah. So huh. I just show up at the race on the weekend, you yeah. know, get a good start, just ride pretty safe, and would get top privateer, you know, top five every weekend. Number one hundred seven, right? Yeah, 107. And yeah. at the end of the year, the coster approached me because I could ride Supercross, like the lights class again. Oh, yeah, because you've been gone, right? I've been gone for so long. And I'm like, he asked me, and I'm like, I think I offended him. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> because for me, I mean, I, I would have had to, like, start all over again. Right. Have to go out to California so I could ride Supercross mm-hmm. tracks. And, right. and at the point I was in my career, like, with my, my ankle was, was horrible not. back then. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't think I'm, you know, how, how long am I going to do this for? Right. How long can I do this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I better figure out what I'm going to do next to start building from there. Right, yeah. So, so I, 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 you know, 
when I said, I don't know, I'm going to have to think about it. Like I said, I think it made him mad. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was it. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, that was it. I'm, I'm, I'm done, you know. And, and then, you know, that was when I really started getting into uh, doing, doing schools, doing some training. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, that was it. Ronnie Tishner's career was over. But that was done. Uh, yeah, boom, done. When, when you retired or when you quit, did you have enough? Did you have a little nest egg of money put away? I mean, were you doing all right from all those um, Japanese races? Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. My dad, my dad's like an awesome business person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, unbelievable. Right. And he's from the old school because he grew up and had no money. So I mean, he kind of watched all my money for me. Right. And, you know, pretty much all the money I made, I in- invested in, in real estate. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's funny because the year I was riding factory in America, like my last year, uh-huh. I was living in one of my dad's old trailers because I, I didn't have to pay rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was bad. Right. <laughs> and there was rats. And, and I remember <laughs> Denny Stevenson came over one time and he walked in and he goes, for real, this is where you live? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is where I live. Yeah, this is it. Just because, I mean, because I, I mean, I wanted to save money. And, right, right, and, right. I mean, my biggest thrill was I, I bought a, I bought a new Toyota pickup truck. Yeah, and that was like a big deal. That was the big. That was a big deal. Uh, that's funny. So I mean, I, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I did okay. And you know, I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm land rich and. Yeah. Of course, you know, it's worth half of what it was. <laughs> At least it's worth half of what it was, right? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Do you still have those properties? You still have them, the original yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I still, yeah, I still have some properties. So, oh, cool. Um, right on. You know, so look what racing did for you. You know? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. You I took mean, that th- you know, thirteen thousand dollar Fox contract. <laughs> <laughs> my my ankle. I had my ankle fused a year and a half ago. I mean, I had like eight surgeries on it, yeah. and this was the final surgery because I'm like, I can't. You can't I deal with I it. I couldn't afford to keep paying our health insurance. Right, right, right. And it was like fifteen hundred dollars a month with a five thousand dollar deductible. I'm like, I, I can't continue to do that. So <laughs> fuse it. I I fuse it, and it ended up being bad. I had an old pin they couldn't get out, so they had to like drill around the top uh. and bottom of it and beat it out with a punch and hammer. Really? To start the surgery. Oh, Jesus. So I had so much trauma and swelling that now I have nerve damage, and it's like uh. blah, 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 the story of my life. Right, 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 yeah. So it comes with a, comes with a pain. You, you're limping and fairy's limping, and you guys keep uh, looking yeah, at each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and this is like, no one believes me, but, but the nerve pain is worse than the joint pain of mm-hmm. the reason I had it fused. Right, right. And I went and saw my doctor the other day, and he, he referred me to some ner- like neuro sur- like nerve, nerve doctor yeah. to try to figure out if they can do anything to make it better. I'm like, seriously, if, if this doesn't get better, I'm seriously going to cut my foot off. <laughs> wow. And the, and the guy was looking at me like, I'm like, there's like people like in the Paralympics that that have those fake, yeah, fake legs, and they can do everything. They can run. I mean, I can't run. Yeah. I can hardly walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm serious. I don't mean to laugh. My foot off. Of it. <laughs> I mean because I I won't take pain pills. Yeah. Because I mean I could take them all day long and become hooked on them, and but right. it's, I'm it's still gonna hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like. It, it, you gotta, you gotta do something. The guy's looking at me like, "Well, there's nothing that I can really do here. <laughs> Let me refer you to the nerve doctor." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just like, "This sucks." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Living, living in pain every day sucks. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, you're right. Uh, so let me ask you this. It's all said and done. Your career is over. Uh, um, but what what regrets do you have? What What would you have done differently if you can go back? What uh, What's something that, uh, I mean, obviously there's some great rides and there's some great finishes and everything, but there's got to be something that you just... Probably the, 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 the biggest regret probably is me not moving away from Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, to build my own track or go somewhere that I could practice Supercross all the time. Right, right. Um, that, that was, but I was really close with my family, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just couldn't, never wanted to, like, move move away. Yeah. And I think if I would have done that, right, where I would have had my own track and, and got to ride every day and mm-hmm. focused on that, I, I probably would have done better. Yeah, well, you're from a nice part in Florida, so who wants to leave there? Yeah, I mean, we live on the water down here, so it's it's yeah, it is nice. <laughs> but I mean, that that's not why I chose no. not to leave. It's just yeah. I don't know. I just I I I, I don't know. Instead instead of that, you're out a crew uh, practicing at sand exactly, jumps. <laughs> and I would ha- and I would have to drive an hour to go practice. Right. Yeah. So it's like that. That's probably my biggest regret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I. I really don't have any regrets. I mean, right. you know, I, I broke my neck a couple times, had like four knee surgeries, eight ankle surgeries, and my body's beat up now. Right. But if I could change it, I wouldn't change it if I, you know, I'd yeah. do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I I always thought uh, myself, you're one of those guys that kind of got effed by the system. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean, like you said, I did pretty good, yeah. but for whatever reason, I don't know why I had like a black mark next to my name, but I just couldn't just, couldn't get a ride, and and you know, that was it. That was it. Uh, I know it's uh, it's weird, and uh, when you talk to some of the old guys, they always say, "Ah, Tishner, Tishner was a good rider." You know what I mean? Like a lot of I've done eight million of these things with different guys, and they've yeah. all you know a lot of them have been like, "Yeah, Tishner was a good rider." You know what I mean? Like, but I just I didn't have it mentally, right? Right. That was my problem, and, and, and like that's that's the thing that it seems like I help with some of these kids is, mm-hmm. you know, the kids I teach, and heck, even with Timmy, when I went with Timmy, it's like the mental thing because I can tell you what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because I I I was on that end of it, man. I mean, that was my I was mentally weak. It's it's hilarious to me, and and, and it's well, it's not hilarious, but. You know how this goes. A guy like Timmy, you know, when he was racing, you know, three years ago, he's 30-something years old. Uh, he's got all these accomplishments. He's still kind of a basket case. It's still mental. It's mental. The sport well, is oh, so mental. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's like every rider. That, oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's what separates yeah. Yeah. the great ones. I mean, it's it's to be mentally tough. Yeah, I don't mean it just Timmy himself. I, I just mean because I had firsthand, uh, you know, firsthand <laughs> – uh, knowledge of it, but they're all like that. These guys are all like that. It's well, crazy. It's it's funny that you say that because you know I still talk to Timmy, mm-hmm. and you know now that he's working with Trey, yeah, and you know it's like, I'm like how's that? And he's like, man, it's like sometimes it's stressful. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you know, because it's like such a, a roller coaster of emotions yeah. when they do good or bad, and and it's like, I mean, it's it's stressful on me, right? And I and he's like, w- was I like that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Exactly. Are you kidding me? I mean, you remember back when he was a mechanic? If if he was the fastest in practice at Supercross, because I remember he yeah. was fastest a couple of times, beat mm-hmm. Ricky, 
And then, all right, well, it's going to be a bad night now because yeah. now he thinks that he can win or whatever. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. Yeah, and then he'd do bad in practice, and then he'd pull it together and have a great night. Yeah, no, I remember a few times going to the LCQ, and then he would podium that night. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, no, they're all like that. And, yeah, even, no, even a guy is. like Trey I mean, Kennard. It is. And, you know? and, and that's, I think that's what why Ricky was so good. Right. Because he was mentally so tough. Right, right. right. I mean, I think that's, I mean, because obviously there's guys way better than Ricky, but <clears> for whatever reason, he was just so mentally but even, tough. But even like Ricky from people I know at Honda, when Wyndham came back and started, like, kind of putting it to him sometimes, mm-hmm. he was a basket case. He, he started getting mad and throwing stuff. And, like, <laughs> this was a guy who had already won, you know, eight titles at this point or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's just such a mental sport. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, that's, I mean, because cause obviously everyone has the talent at that yeah. level. Yeah. All the guys, the factory guys were all on equal equipment. They all have trainers. They all, you know, they all have kind of that same opportunity, but it's pretty much the same guys that that win all the time. Yeah, why why is that? Yeah, why is that? And it's it's all about, it's all mental. I mean, it's all about believing every, every, you know, every cell in your body has to believe that you can win. Yeah. Um, Before we go, uh, what's the deal with your dad? He's still at the races. He's still hanging out. Dude, it's funny because he loves you know, the races, I, huh? I used to be good a long time ago, and used to be famous. And you know, so most people like you—you you would think, "Oh, you're you're Ronnie Tishner's dad," right? But they meet me and like, "Oh, you're Ron's son." <laughs> I mean, my my dad is famous. Yeah, but no. I mean, my dad his whole life—I mean, his friends were motocross people. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like. So what? His son doesn't race anymore. He's still going to the races. Yeah, but he, you know, and and since Ricky retired, it's not as much because I mean he's good friends with Big Rick, mm-hmm. and he loved going and hanging out. I mean, yeah. he still loves going and hanging out. Obviously, he still goes to a lot of the races. I know. I see him there, and I'm like, there's there's Big Ron, yeah. and and he's like, I mean, he's the most fun, laid back, have a good time when he's yeah. there at the race. I mean, that's that's I mean that's. That's like his friends. That's his family. It's awesome. It's good to see. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Um, um, thank you for doing this, uh, Tishner. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, good times. I've always wanted. I wanted to do one with you for a while, and then I forget, and then I remember, and then I forget. So yeah. finally, finally got <laughs> yeah, it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, yeah. Th- thanks for the opportunity. And then again, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, what's your email again for your schools? Our- RTMX School at AOL. At AOL. And then hopefully, uh, good luck with this collectible thing. I know we talked about it at Jacksonville a little bit. It sounds cool. Uh, yep, uh, yep, yeah. yep. I hope it's it's just slow but sure. Right. Trying, right. To, trying to make it happen. Great. Well, right on, man. Thank you very much okay. uh, for coming Thanks, on the Steve. podcast, and we'll be in touch. All right, man. See ya. See ya. Bye. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The Working Class Hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I've lost the blood, but I won't let this die. You know I've got this friend of me.